It's apparently time to hear from an educated melanin queen, wife, and boy mom, keeping it real about the joys and struggles of parenthood and marriage. Discover how to stay true to you while navigating your friendships, the single life, work life, your romantic relationships, and parenthood. Although you may gain some useful tips while listening to this podcast, please remember that this does not replace the support you'd receive from sessions with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of It's Apparently Time podcast, where I, your host, Hazel, will be kicking off Black History Month celebrating Black love. And to help me do this, I have a lovely couple, Jeremiah and Fabiola, who will be joining me today. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Hazel. So I, oh, yeah, I initially met them at Oakwood, oh, I can't remember the year, but it was back when they had Couples in Christ. And I don't even think they still have that anymore. But that's where my husband and I first met um, Fabiola and Jeremiah. And at that time, we were actually, I don't even think we were dating yet. We were just like, oh, let's check this group out. <laughs> yeah, we were thoroughly impressed by that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and we went and um, they invited us in and we loved it. And yeah, we just continued to go and we met other couples at Oakwood through that experience. And I think some are married to this day. But yeah, it was an awesome opportunity for us to just meet other couples who were trying to figure out how do you date and be Christian and make it all work. (laughs) So today, um, as we kind of talk about our lives as married couples and kind of the struggles that we go through, even as parents as well, the conversation will focus on how do we keep the love going? What are some ways that we can celebrate our love and also encourage other couples to celebrate their love? So the first question I have for my guest is, how long have you guys been together? Uh, we, we've been together this is seventh year of marriage and we also dated for a year, we're engaged for a year. So we're working on 13 years. It'll be 13 years on July 28th. Wow. (laughs) And I just want to throw out there, July is a great month. That's when I was born. It is a great month. That was was the the 10 year for us. So it's always awesome. (laughs) And what was it that you guys feel like first attracted you to each other? What was like, ooh, I'm interested. (laughs) Ladies first. Well. And it, I guess, I guess I'll start by kind of coming in at the time that right before we got together. Because honestly, we went to we were in undergrad together at the same time. We started at the same time. We started as um, kind of our first year into those four years together. But we weren't in a couple kind of situation initially. I was in another relationship for the first couple of years, and then we kind of got together right before our junior year. So. At our junior year, when I started actually like looking at him like that, it was because <laughs> we were she cool before. Up. She woke up because we, <laughs> we were like friends, but we weren't. We didn't really like kick it like that much. Yeah, we but did. we would just see each other on campus and stuff, and it, you know, we were in the same orbit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when we first like started actually talking, I really, I mean, obviously. I, I was attracted to him physically. Like he's he's a he's a good looking man. Yeah. I mean, okay. And, 
and his personality is 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 really one of a kind like I love um to laugh and so that's important to me so he's very he, he's a he's a clown he can be yeah. very much a clown. um <laughs> a lot of people <clears throat> excuse me a lot of people that know him know that um he's very much a leader uh so you know apart from what we did together as a couple while we were in school and even now um he always had those leadership uh qualities that you know, when he walks in a room, he's very charismatic. He's, he kind of owns the room um, and he kind of takes charge when necessary. So I, I like that about him. Um, also, he is super passionate and driven. Um, he always has a lot of things that he's striving for and he's never really satisfied with where he is, which sometimes can be uh, not great, but <laughs> a lot of times, like myself, it, it you know, it's kind of that driving force as far as just bettering yourself. So I like that. And he is kind. He is. I like how long this list is. <laughs> <laughs> you could keep going. <laughs> and you know, he's just really. He's always been good at his 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 drive to seek God more to have a that deep and that authentic personality or authentic uh, relationship with God and I appreciate that about him and I, I could go on but those are the main things yeah I there's going. something I want to point out that you said about like you were attracted to him physically and I feel like a lot of people are like oh I'm shallow but it's like no you want no, to that's important. like yeah <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Because <laughs> you want to be with that person, you're going to be looking at that person for right. a long time and you don't want to start, not to say that, you know, there's other things that come in, but you don't want to start, you know, drawing your eyes to something else because you're not attracted to what you have. So. Right, right. What about you, Jeremiah? I hope your list is as long as Fab's. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely start there. Like, she's a baddie. Like, I mean, she's a baddie. <laughs> I mean, to tell, like that there was there's I had a list like she you can he, ask, had, he li I'm legit super had picky. a list in his like, mind that the, was very particular the after arms, we got together you can't have short arms I mean I'm like I'm like I'm like like the shape that? of your ears like I I know what I like I know what I, I know what I want and um I was I was in my late 20s I think I was 29 when we started dating so by then, you know, I, I knew exactly what I want. I mean, I, not only does the booty got to have a little something to it, it's got to be shaped a certain way. Like, I was like, I, was like, I love I it. I, and, but like, uh, and I love, I love lots of, lots of melanin. She, she, um, she fitted to a T and I actually, I think that's really important because I think that honestly, I, who we lying like that's the first thing most people see in somebody is 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 their physical attraction right but then it, ha it has to be complemented with other things mm -hmm. and um she she's a queen she carries herself she's not sadity but she carries herself like royalty like mm -hmm. a queen like she she's not petty she's not sadity because she knows she's a queen so she doesn't have to prove it to anybody you know mm -hmm. that, that type of thing um oh <laughs> And not only that, like, we're on the same wavelength in so many things, like spiritually uh, and also our, our drive. Like, we can sit down and we can laugh together and act like straight fools. And then five minutes later, we're in, like, some deep philosophical, intellectual conversation. And so, really, it's just that, that same um, wavelength. She's active. I mean, I mean, look at it. She's she's in her mid thirties now. Everything's still tight and right. I mean, 
<laughs> we do things together like like we uh we run the Atlanta Peace Tree race on the fourth of July together. We do Spartan races together, we stay active together. Um we we push each other when it comes to dealing with with baggage. Are you saying what attracted you to me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like these things these things attract <laughs> attract like the fact that, that within the first um month or so these things were obvious that that she has a drive she was already pushing me to i had a lot going on i was involved with a lot of things at, at college she's always pushing me to be successful right away on these things and it just it really drew me in um, mm -hmm. and i'll stop there because we're probably going long on this <laughs> no that's okay that's good <laughs> i feel like when you think about like relationships when you look at movies i feel like they highlight about you know, like the negative stuff that comes with it, but it's good to be able to kind of just sit down and talk about all of the positive things that, you know, the both of you bring to a relationship. Like I know in the work that I do, I work with couples on starting off each session. Even if we don't start it off, we end the session with giving appreciations to each other because I feel like it's so important. It's so easy to That's go cool. into this place of being negative and pointing out all the things that they're not doing right. So I love this. I love the fact that you had so many positive things to say about it. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> what would you say was that one thing that solidified for you that you had found the one? I think, honestly, it's kind of like how he described that everything that we were individually kind of meshed together. And so, like, just, in, and it's crazy because we even talk about to this day, like, in certain situations, like, if we were um, to consider something for the future, even just the thought of us getting together officially as a couple, it's kind of like I was in a certain place as far as, you know, trying to um, get back to that, that closeness, that, that deep connection with um, my spiritual life at the time before we got together. And he was in that same situation because we had just come out of relationships and we're just like you know it's me and God right now and so I was actually hesitant to get into another relationship and so it, we took it slowly but it's like from the very day that we started actually like talking to each other it's kind of like we were just sitting in the back seat of a car and like God was just driving it like just full speed so I like the back seat of cars sorry go go go, go. <laughs> down the line before we actually made it official that we were together it's like in my personal time um it was always coming up in my prayers like some audible um kind of voice and that was like the first time that had ever happened just in my in my spiritual walk and some audible thing was saying like i'm preparing you for him and he's being prepared for you and that's and something that i kind of had the sense that I should not mention to him just yet. And so we kept going. And then like, you know, a few weeks down the line, he relayed to me that, you know, he had gotten that same message and we kind of talked about it. And it's like, that's just how our relationship has been from the very beginning. It's like everything that we've been, every life stage that we've gone through or major decision, it's kind of like I am hearing and kind of um, going along with this same mindset that when we talk about it, he's he's on that same same wavelength. And so I think just in general, it's it's always been kind of like a 
a deeper connection for the both of us that it just can't be explained. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, and for for me, it it was largely um, the fact that, it, and and I think it, it alludes to what you said about us being in the backseat of a car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it it was like it was it didn't take any effort because you know I, I think yeah. that um. I think most people have been in a relationship, and I know how I have I previous have. to her. Yes, where it's like you have to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it takes. It's not that our relationship doesn't take effort. Any relationship takes effort. You got to build, but it was almost like nothing had to be forced. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was like this was just happening. Yeah, and, you know, right. and, and God, the Creator was was just bringing us to a place, and we were just coming with Him. And uh, him, quote unquote, with, with, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I hate assigning a gender to God, but but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But we we were um, we were just along for the ride, and and I think also really uh, key was there was no like red flags, right? Like she's not perfect. I'm most definitely not perfect, but there was nothing that was like uh oh, and then you know because mm-hmm. a lot of times I think people are like. Oh, and they see this red flag that should already tell them this ain't the one. But then they keep going. But they keep going. Because I've been there too. Yeah, it's like, oh, it'll change. Yeah. That that joint ain't changing. You know, Mm -hmm. know, if the red flag is going to be a red flag. And that doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. She's helped me through a lot of the baggage in my life. But, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't, even though I had baggage, even though I grew up in a home that was somewhat abusive, I was not being abusive towards her. So there was no red flag for her, even though I still had things she had to help me through. Does that, mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. I had a quote that I put up the other day that I um, created. It, it said, don't allow your hope in a situation to blind you from seeing the reality. And I think that that's what happens when a lot of people get into these relationships, especially depending on like what age you are. And then you think about all of the <clears throat> ideas of when you should get married, who you should marry, when you should start having kids and all of these pressures that, you know, people place on themselves. I feel like, all right, well, I've already put in three years or I've already put in a year. I don't really want to start over (laughs) when they see all of the alarms going, stop, stop. (laughs) Turn back. (laughs) And I think, I think for both of us, like, like you said, we've both been in those situations to where like, we didn't want to do that again. And so that's why, I, I guess for me and, and for him too, that we were both really hesitant about like, you know, pushing forward then more than just friends. But it just became so evident that we just connected so well that it just, you know, turned mm-hmm. into that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Plus she had a really nice afro back then. <laughs> <laughs> I why. could not resist. And she, now she got sister locks. So yeah. So going back to um, the questions at hand in terms of like your love and kind of how you celebrate that, when you guys decided, all right, we want to kind of settle down and and we're thinking about spending the rest of our lives with each other, what was what were some of the um, tips or what was some of the advice that you feel like you received on both ends? But not just any advice, the, the stuff that actually st- stuck with you. So like when you got engaged, what were some of the things that people told you that really stuck with you? And then right after you got married. I think the one thing um, that is a major kind of factor with how we're able to reconnect and able to like just keep, not not so much the fun, but keep kind of like, you know, just our, our, our primary relationship as a married couple versus, you know, being parents and everything 
is always planning an event for the year. Us. It's like our, a, like an our our thing. Like no kids involved, and because just when you go through life, and especially once you start having kids, it gets so. I don't want to say mundane, but it gets so like routine yeah. that you end up forgetting, you know, the, the fun stuff as far as, you know, just being just you two. Yeah, you can have date nights and stuff, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't compare to something major that you go away to and you're by yourself for several days. So we've always kind of, once we were able to financially be able to do it, we've always kind of made it a pact, like once a year, at least we're going to have a couple's trip whether it's, you know, people involved with us or it's just us, but no children. Um, it could be an extended weekend. It could be a week-long thing, but just go out and travel somewhere. And so like that has that. always been fun for us. And it kind of keeps keeps that, it, it adds to that spark, just being able to kind of connect to each other on a longer time frame. Mm -hmm. so it's always something to look forward to because um, even prior to the actual trip or whatever it is, you're looking forward to it and you're planning together and you know it, it creates that bond even before it actually takes place and then um we a uh, small plug we have a youtube channel yeah so the, <laughs> the, the fab jerry life that's i'm gonna add it <laughs> the fab jerry life but but even now like so we're, we vlog now so i mean the trip we took this this past summer we went to uh to mexico and uh, we still watch the vlogs, like yeah. just look back. And it's kind of like it. it's kind of like a twenty first century like uh, family videos, family video. type of thing. Because our kids watch <laughs> watch all of our vlogs still, like all the ones that we used to do. They still watch it and they enjoy it and they laugh at it. And so we we feel like well, you know we should have done this years ago, yeah. but as a result of COVID, uh, we kind of took that opportunity to just you know hey let's just start a YouTube channel. So we yeah. started it and it's and we enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think uh, and I'm, I, I think there's several things, but not to belabor and, and take too long. Um, I think another really wise piece of advice was given to us by Dr. Craig Newborn, who was a pastor mm -hmm. at Oakwood University Church at the time, and I served under him for a couple of years. But he uh, um, he told us to to be aware of each other's overall well being, like mm -hmm. be intuitive. Mm -hmm. I think probably the most repeated phrase in our house is, uh, are you good? Like, are you okay? Everything all right? Mm -hmm. um, and our children even ask each other that. And they, 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 they'll like look at us and if our mood changes, they, they notice it and they picked up on this and they'll ask us when our mood changes, are you okay? Yeah. And, um, and we've carried that over to the point where we even, um, every day, every single day, we unpack with mm -hmm. each other. Like, you know, even a lot of times there's really nothing to unpack. You know, it's like, how was your day? Um, nothing. She's like, no, I saw the same patients I always see. And it was just a regular day. <laughs> like, there's nothing to, I, I, more often than not, there's not, there's really nothing to unpack. But, but it, it gives an opportunity to, to communicate. And it also, those times usually turn into also the dreaming times where we talk about our dreams and how we're building towards some of the businesses we're trying to start and, and those, those type of things. And it really, I think from that, that spurs and that grows uh, the skills and, and the, the understanding of how to communicate in general. Mm -hmm. So when, when difficult times come, we already know how to communicate. Uh, when, when, when communication needs to happen, not only 
do we know how, but there's already a space created. And even like when, like sometimes I have to fly out to California for a week and we still like at the end of the day, even if it's a five minute conversation, you know, mm-hmm. opportunity to unpack. I think mm-hmm. that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had said something like that the other day. And I think it's so important because I pushed this message with the um, couples I work with too, is you must schedule regular business meetings within your marriage. Like it doesn't have to be like, you know, church business meeting where you're like knocking each other out and stuff like that, but just having regular check-ins with each other and see how you're doing, even when things aren't bad, um, per se, helps you guys to, you know, stay connected and to learn about like dreams and aspirations and stuff like that. Cause I feel like as you get older and you enter into these different life transitions and phases, like things change. Yeah. Like the, the way I saw things at Oakwood as a dating couple, completely different now as like a wife and a mom of two boys living in this day and age with like all of the craziness happening right. in this country. So yes. it's different. <laughs> when you leave the bubble, in reality. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yes, you most definitely leave the Oakwood bubble once you enter yeah. the real world. <laughs> yes. Yes. For those listening, Oakwood University is the HBCU, the, the college that we went to where we met Hazel. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. So what would you say has been the most challenging thing you've had to overcome as a couple? So, I mean, honestly, and and we were thinking about this when we looked at the questions, honestly, we, we've been blessed to not have a lot of things within our relationship that is per se, like, uh, we're on the brink of something happening, or it's super, you know, devastating, or, you know, we have like, conflict within each other, because we, we've just, we just, our personalities and just the way that our relationship has always existed. We haven't really had a um, conflicting relationship. Like we've never really had a, a fight. Like we have disagreements. We agreed on that early on. That we'll disagree, but we're yeah, not Yeah, we fight. have disagreements, mm-hmm. but we've never really had a, a fight to where we're not talking to each other for more than like five minutes. I mean, she's pissed me off. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. There's <laughs> never really been like a super, you know, conflict. Knockdown, drag out. It's, there, there has been times when, like outside of our relationship, people will try to strain our relationship mm. or get into it or whatever. But we've, we've always been like we a rock. We so right. We, and we, we had an excellent um, marriage counselor, Doctor Newborn. Yes. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I think that, I think her person, her personality, honestly, is a lot of it. But, but we, uh, we, we, we made a commitment early on while we were still dating. Um, to seal it off. So, like, ain't no family members getting in here. Mm, ain't no yeah. friends getting in here. Right. Nobody, <laughs> you know, we're not, we not running the family members. Jeremiah is such a, you know, this half of, like, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not doing that. Like, and I guess that ties, in that ties into um, one thing of advice that we follow is that we don't really tell family or friends our business. Mm-hmm. Like, so, of course, we'll tell them certain things as far as, like, you know, good aspects about our relationship. But if we're having some type of thing that's, like, an ongoing conversation that might not be such a positive thing we're never going to go a stressor we work that one out with each other we work it out together like we there's no need for for me to go to a family member and tell them and try to get advice 
mm-hmm. or you know vice versa it's always been just us so that mm-hmm. does kind of decrease significantly a lot of the drama that we hear as far as certain couples that that may do that mm-hmm. um, we've never had that issue but I will say that one thing that was difficult was our first pregnancy because we ended up losing that pregnancy like six months Um, yeah so so six months pregnant and it was um it was some type of random genetic issue um something that was not in our family lines um but it's just something that happened with the pregnancy that later on turned into more of like a there's like different types of of things as far as different types of levels as far as what we could be staged in Mm -hmm. and it was a one where if they were born, then they would die immediately. Or and that they would put their life in danger yeah. as well. So, so that was difficult. And, mm-hmm. and because we were at a church that he was pastoring 4,000 plus members, it was like a public, you know, obviously been pregnant for five plus months. And so it was a public loss. So that was difficult. Um, but, and that was, a, that was a dark time for us. Really, that whole the whole process of having kids was 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 difficult because yeah. we, first we had a failed pregnancy, and um, that really rocked us to the core. And then um, then you had our son, his I think by most people's standards would be a difficult pregnancy, but we saw it from what we've had that was that was like an easy. One. I mean, right. she had she had, uh, I had diabetes, diabetes. she I had, had pneumonia, had, like it oh. was. But that compared to our other ones, because then our daughter, um, she, she had placenta previa. previa. She almost bled out on the bathroom floor. Her daughter had to be born a month early and was in NICU. And, and I had to be on bed rest for three months. Yeah. The end. And so, uh-huh. like, the whole, like... For, pregnancy on, was rough. We'll just say that. If, <laughs> so pregnancy was a lot. If we could have been torn apart at any point in our mm-hmm. marriage, it mm-hmm. was that three, four-year period where we were giving life yeah you know, it, was you know, back, it was back to back it was it was it was difficult that that those as much as you celebrate the fact that you're having children those were the darkest days of our life just because of the difficulties and the life-threatening issues that that um we were faced with but i think that when we look back on it now i think um it's made us stronger true yeah yeah how did you guys go about getting the support that you needed during that time period in your relationship? I think uh, it was a lot of soul searching with the both of us. That would be number one, as far as like being able to have those real conversations. Like, um, like if you're ready to talk, then actually like just express all of your, your stuff. Cause obviously for me, it was devastating just the fact that, you know, as a pregnant woman, you're bonding with that baby, you're um, really engaged in, in that whole process. But it's also the same to a, an extent for the father of the baby to where you they've been with you that whole time and they've been kind of. Um, tr- seeing bond. you go through it is rough too. Yes. Seeing your pain. And so he's hurting just as much as I am hurting. And so to be able to understand that and really talk through that um, is really important. But also, um, you know, accepting the care and the, um, the good thoughts from people around us was important too. There was a time for a while, like, you just you're at that that stage where you just don't feel like talking to people mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, that's hard. So it's, it's not something that you can really 
you know, express to someone that was not there with you. Right. So, <clears throat> I think primarily it was between the two of us, but but still kind of, you know, after you've gotten to the point where you can start talking to people again, really just reaching out to those close people that are, you know, in your circle. Yeah, and we, there's a couple, there's a two or three couples that, that mm-hmm. we were able to right at some point at first it was kind of in it was yeah. just the two of us but mm-hmm. once we were ready to open up a little bit there's there was a couple a couple couples that had gone through similar things that right. uh, we were able to kind of connect with it almost comes becomes like a fraternity of, of yeah. people who you know <laughs> yeah. have lost children and, yeah. and those type of things mm-hmm. so that was helpful and, and i think something that's really important i think we keep revisiting it is this is not the enemy. You know, I think too often in a marriage, you start to look at the other person as the enemy. That's not your enemy. That's your teammate. That's your partner. Right. Right. And um, so even when that person, I think, I think you have to create space for that person to be angry without you responding with anger, you know, yeah. without you taking it personal because they need at times um, to express that hurt, that pain, that anger without you responding in, in likeness they just need to be heard so you let them be heard you understand that you're you're not the enemy they're not the enemy mm-hmm. and then, um then then there will be opportunity for you to do the same hopefully ideally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. makes me think of monica's song don't take it personal it's just yes. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> yeah yep. it's really yeah i think that that's so important to recognize that in our marriage you guys are teammates like it's not you versus me but it's us against the world i like to tell you know the couples and thank you guys for sharing that um you know experience and what you guys had to kind of go through um and i think the thing that i heard out of that was being able to one be there for each other but also surrounding yourself with a community of support Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be humongous it doesn't have to be like all of your friends or like 50 people but it can be that small network, that small group of people who can understand, empathize, and sympathize with you in what you're going through. Exactly. What would you say you guys do to kind of help you keep the intimacy and the spark going? And I know you guys kind of, <laughs> I know you touched on this earlier about like prioritizing once a year. We don't care where it is, what we do. We make sure that we set aside that time for us without anyone else. But what are some other ways that you feel like you go about prioritizing, keeping up the intimate moments within your relationship, especially as parents? Because, you know, kids can just come in and just take over. So I guess we were reading that question thinking like, OK, she might be talking about in the physical so. I mean, it's both. It's <laughs> okay. physical, it's emotional, all the ways that you kind of work to keep the intimacy and the romance going. Gotcha. Okay. So I know one, and obviously we talked about this a lot, but just being able to be completely transparent with each other as far as our conversation, as far as um, just, you know, opening up to our dreams, our desires, our passions, um, just just having that person that you can just be completely honest with. That's important. Um, also, like you mentioned, or like we talked about, just having that time set out during the year. Um, and then also we will do things as a couple. So we'll try, and it's hard sometimes because we, we're kind of like, uh, we're kind of trans, tra- what is it called? Like people that don't live here 
Well, oh, transplants? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I was trans. Are you trying to tell me? So I realized. <laughs> so we don't have like, I mean, I know um, his aunt just moved to the area a couple years ago, like an hour from us. But overall, we don't have family here because we grew up in different places. So there's not a lot of babysitters. There's not a lot of babysitters. And I can just, relate. Yes. <laughs> and so a lot of times it's hard to really get that time. So the, the times that we are able to get a babysitter, um, we'll, we'll kind of um, be able to take those date nights, you know, mm -hmm. or even those date days. So like even now with my schedule, I have the ability to have half a day on Fridays. So for sometimes we will decide to, you know, our kids are in school, they go to um, a school that's like a private school. So they have smaller, you know, class size and stuff. So we feel comfortable with them just going to aftercare um, every once in a while. So when they do, they'll be there till five. Have a three hour date. Have a three hour date day or something. Some just Indian do. food. Yes. Um, and so especially those times when we don't have a babysitter, but when we do have a babysitter, we'll go out and, you know, do something a little more. And we even like, sometimes we put them to bed. We'll put and them we'll to have bed. Have a three hour we'll day. Have a date. You know, like yeah. y'all are going to bed early tonight. So, you know, we get some Thai food and we watch a movie. You yes. know? <laughs> um, <laughs> or we'll kind of make plans. Like this is pre COVID, but we'll make plans to like you know go do something like how you talked about different runs that we started doing together. Mm -hmm. um, another that's another way of bonding because you're you're really trying to push each other to make it right. through when we're, we're kind of competing against each other and against, you know, ourselves. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about we're kind of, we're kind of, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so when it comes to the physical, clearly, <laughs> clearly he wants to get to that point. When it comes to the physical, um, as far as me, I will make, and I've always been a person that is self-confident, mm -hmm. but I know that um, I want him to be attractive to me, you know, moving forward for years and years to come. So I will not only for myself, just my overall health will be trying to keep it right and keep it tight as far as, as, as you said earlier. <laughs> as far as exercising, as far as how I, you know, present myself, certain stuff that I wear, I know that he likes. And so I'll make it a point to, you know, do more of those things and it's obviously it's not just to please him it's it's, it's for myself as well but mm -hmm. i know that it helps that you know you want your man to be attracted to you so right. um i'll do those things but i ain't mad that she's keeping it tight right either you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> and and i really i really think that the the communication i think you know the planning together it it spurs on the intimacy um, the physical intimacy. And we'll flirt with each other yeah. like all day. Yeah. I think it's important to flirt with your your uh, spouse. And I mean, I when we first got married, I was very conscious to build her up. Like, I mean, I think she's so sexy, and I and I, I make sure to tell her often, mm -hmm. that, like you know, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, I can't keep my hands off of you. But, uh, um, and honestly, any men who are listening, like if you start doing that with your wife. She's going to be more motivated to, 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 if you, if she feels like there's some things she needs to change about her body, then, um, if you make her realize that you are attracted to her as she is, she's going to be encouraged to even kind of pursue the things that she, she desires, um, about her physical mm -hmm. appearance. 
Yeah, and then I think also was important, man, to stop watching porn. Like, just straight up, stop watching porn because not that, I mean, she she got a little freaky side about her. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of experimentation in the marriage, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but at the same time, like, porn is a very animalistic, one-sided, uh, there's no love involved uh, type of, type of sex and um that's not something you want in your marriage even if you all are doing some freaky things you don't want these freaky things to be done in an animalistic selfish mm -hmm. type or that that ruins the intimacy physical intimacy and it ruins uh spiritual intimacy every other type of intimacy mm -hmm. if selfishness enters the marriage in any way especially mm -hmm. in the bed uh so and it so, puts a certain expectation on your partner that, yeah. that might be very unrealistic and right. so you're always trying to achieve that expectation when in reality that's not what is there mm -hmm. so it makes it difficult to kind of move forward in that that genuine sense of intimacy so right you know, like real talk if you want your sex to get better stop watching porn like real talk yeah figure it out together <laughs> explore together right exactly yeah yeah <laughs> i like that what would you say are maybe like two tips you'd provide for newly married couples or even those who are dating? So we have the dating people. And when you think about those in the dating population, like let's say you have like some people who are like Christian, they believe in God and they believe in that standard of you must hold yourself for marriage. But also acknowledging like you have these urges, you have these feelings what would be some advice that you would give to them as they're on this journey to like finding the one and finding true love? And then what would be some advice that you would have for like new couples that just got married to kind of help them kind of start off on the right foot? You want me to go? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think honestly, like if you're in the dating stage, you need to know yourself because yes. if you don't know yourself, yes. That's why you should have gone first. <laughs> but uh, you got to know yourself. Now, I, I don't think you should be. I don't think you should be anxious about it. Like, oh, I got to know myself, and then you feel like you never mm -hmm. can get married, and you you miss something, an excellent opportunity with an excellent significant other because of that. But I think it's important to uh, know yourself to a certain degree mm -hmm. because insecurity will insecurity with yourself will kill your marriage uh before it even has a chance to mm -hmm. get strength now we all have insecurities but i think as a whole person uh you have to have some certain bit of knowledge and confidence in who you are and what your purpose is mm -hmm. um i think it's important to do that first the sex aspect i i believe that in the western christianity we've kind of dirtied up sex to a certain degree mm. um, i think there's definitely consequences of having multiple partners especially people you don't know you know like you can end up with children and then you're stuck with that person not stuck with a child child's always a blessing but you're stuck mm -hmm. with that person you don't necessarily want to be co-parenting with the rest of your life or something like that or some stds yeah you can get some stds yes. like, you have the nurse like, speaking <laughs> <laughs> outside of the religious thing like there's so many consequences that can come um, from sharing something that has potential to have a lifelong uh result consequence um from and mm -hmm. I, I really think that yeah we live in a world where i think people are i think there's two aspects i think there's an awakening to the 
the the uh, restrict the unnecessary restrictiveness of Western Christianity, but I also think there's an overcorrection to where people are just like treating sex as if it's not that big a deal, which it is a big deal. Um, so I think we need to find a happy medium. But anyway, um, I, I think I think it is important to realize that, that there are there can be consequences. You need to be selective and careful. Uh, married couples. Advice would be, uh, mercy. There's so much. I think I think it's a lot of lot of what we said earlier. That that you got to learn. You got to make sure you go into marriage, in in a manner that 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 seals that thing off. That that, that you you create a circle, in which there's safety, where this is your teammate. This is your your ride or die. The other person is not the enemy, and you don't allow outside forces to penetrate and create unnecessary drama uh, in the marriage. And uh, there's more, but I'll leave it to you. I won't hog all of them. <laughs> you said a lot of the things that I was thinking, which I'm like, yeah, you stole my answer. But I will say that, yes, I agree with knowing yourself. That's, that's important. Obviously, yes, everybody's going to go through a, a lifelong journey of understanding who you are but really having a good sense of who you are before you get into a serious relationship is important as far as like your, your good qualities, your strengths, as well as your weaknesses. I think it's important to know that you don't go into a relationship expecting to change the other person um, because that's, that's never going to work, but always expect to change yourself. Um, always expect to kind of be in a mindset that you are willing to grow mm -hmm. in the relationship. And I think it's really important that you get in a uh, in a situation where you guys are both growing each other. Just as not as a couple and also individually, just having that that person that can that obviously you can be completely transparent with and be able to accept criticism uh, in, in, a, in a loving way, be able to accept their advice or their you know feedback in a way that allows you to grow as a person and vice versa. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we get into a relationship where it's one-sided so where like you feel like you you're looking for that person that meets all of your list and so that you can get it. Um, but in reality, you should be looking for that person where you can both, you both have something to offer the person as well as being Me able to, needs. yes, as well mm -hmm. as being able to accept what they can do for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's really important in every aspect of a relationship, whether you're dating, whether you are, you know, committed and, and thinking of marriage or deep into marriage. I think that's important. And I agree with the how he, he was talking about just the sexual aspect. Everybody's going to be different as far as, you know, I think it's important to, to know that it will change you. Like even outside of uh, the Christian mindset of trying to save yourself from marriage, I think regardless, purity culture, purity culture you know, stuff happens and <laughs> people are not going to always be truly physically aversion when they get into a relationship and and to be able to accept that that was that, part of your journey that right. make you less lovable or less um, less likely to have a successful marriage yes right um, right yep. but i think that to know that about you and to accept that and to be 
confident in that that hey even if you don't if you, even if you don't like you know what you've done in the past accept where you are now and accept that that was part of your journey i think that's important because you don't want to get into a relationship that that all of those things that you might have done and you want to change and have a better relationship you don't want to take that as a a hindrance hindrance to your see we finish each other's that's that almost 13 years of being together uh, right right <laughs> Um, so I think that's important just as part of your, your self-confidence and, and that confidence that you bring into the relationship. And I think just in every relationship, if you are trying to save yourself for that that marriage phase, when you're in that relationship, everybody's going to have to go about a different way to manage that. I mean, some people might not have a large sex drive to where they don't really need to do anything in order to prevent themselves from doing that. Other people like you could be like bunnies to where you just you just want that person so bad. So I think you have to set those boundaries for yourself. And you, <laughs> and you have to know where your boundaries are to at, from the forefront. So that way, you know, where like before you get to that line, you know where to stop. Right. So right. I, th I think just overall knowing that for yourself and knowing that for the other person is important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I was going to say, though, is that, yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like that's so important. One of the things I um, tell the couples I work with is you enter that relationship and you have to shift your mindset of what can they do for me or what are the things that they're doing wrong that they need to fix and transitioning into a place of what can I do differently to improve my marriage? What can I do differently to make things better or to de-escalate the situation? Because, you know, like a lot of times when people get into relationships or like it falls apart, it's like, well, oh, it was their fault. It's like, let's back up. Right, <laughs> I'm right. sure you had a role to play in yes. why the relationship fell apart or why it's not working or why it's going great. Um, so, you know, both people being able to take responsibility for their role in the success or the demise of their marriage or relationship, whatever it is they're going right. through. And I will add one more thing. I, um, yeah. I remember one thing that we did learn as far as when we were first getting together some advice that we got was just oh i think it was newborn that told us was always trying to out love the other person yeah. um as far as your intentions as far as you know your physical love your uh, your emotional love whatever it is whatever that looks like just always trying to out love that person and i know i take that personally not only because you know that's just always been part of us as far as just just trying to compete in a, a healthy competition with each other you're competitive yeah. too <laughs> just a healthy competition with each other like even for example I mean we just celebrated Christmas we're always trying to we'll, we'll have a budget as far as how much we can spend on each other but we're always trying to outdo each other yeah, and she, and, she won this year and, um, and I'm he, a little salty he, 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 <laughs> But the thing is, he will always outdo me because he goes over budget. Yeah. And so, <laughs> the one year I bought a whole computer. Like, oh my we, we set the budget like 150 I went up to $800. $150. So, like, <laughs> just things like that. And, and that, that comes true when it, um, when it comes to, like, being able to, uh, like, even in, in, in an argument. Like, if you're having a disagreement with somebody... If you're, if you truly love that person, you're not going to say things intentionally to hurt the person, mm -hmm. um, and and the other person is never going to, um, not never, but you do the most to really think 
of like accepting things in a way that it's not like taken personal. Like you mm -hmm. know that it's it's not coming directly to you. And if you slip up and get into that mode where you say something to intensely harm the person, once you realize you've done that, it's important to admit that, hey, I did that. That was wrong of me. Right. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. And so even in the times that's not so like happy and all of that is really important to to really think about how you can out love that person. And if you do both ways, then that what that's what becomes more of um, that good communication. That's what becomes more of the just the the positive vibes in general, and you have less of conflict. I had to write that down. Learn ways to outlove each other. Yes, because yeah. you're always trying to give a hundred percent, like yeah, to the other person instead of fifty-fifty. Yeah, I love it. Well, I am so happy that you guys were able to join me today. I feel like we haven't seen. I mean, we see each other on social media, but I feel like we haven't seen or connected with each other since Oakwood. Yeah, it's been yes. a while. Who are? newly engaged, newly married, been married for years, or who are like just figuring out how to be parents and kind of keep their relationship as husband and wife a priority. So definitely thank you guys for joining. Thank you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, guys, I am happy that you have been able to join me today. And I hope that you truly enjoy this conversation with Jeremiah and Fabiola. For those of you who are new to this podcast, please be sure to go back and check out the incredible episodes from season one, which are filled with special guests and real discussions about parenthood, marriage, dating, and simply learning how to be the best you. You also want to make sure that you check out last week's episode where I had my husband join me for a conversation about our love story and how we've kind of navigated being parents while still prioritizing our relationship. For more information about the services and the resources that I provide, head on over to my website, which is www.itsapparentlytime.com. And that's I-T-S-A-P-A-R-E-N-T-L-Y-T-I-M-E. As I continue the celebration of Black Love for this month of February, be sure to join me next Tuesday for the conversation that I have with Nate and Lily as they also share their love story and tips for how they have kept the intimacy in their relationship. You definitely don't want to miss that episode. Well, thanks for listening in, and I hope that you'll stop by again and hang out with this melanin queen, keeping it real.